Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Derek Shelton in his first year joins us here on The Fan. Skip, welcome to Pittsburgh. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, so uh, first off, what's it been like? I mean, this whole month and a half it's been, I guess, you've had a chance to maybe catch your breath or, or drink it from a fire hose at the same time, huh? <laughs> yeah, a little bit of both. I, I think once we got the staff together, it was a, a little chance to sit back and breathe a little bit. That was, you know, probably the, the biggest uh, the biggest component besides starting to build relationships with players. But once we got that done and then we got the staff together in Bradenton uh, last week, so it, it's good. So... I think Pirate fans are asking, and we can discuss this coming up here a little bit later on, uh, what's the direction? Or is it still kind of a wait and see? Because I know you mentioned something to Jason Mackey in the PG of of the phases that Ben has, you know, uh, of going through his process. And this is sort of the evaluation process. And fans are saying, well, wait, they haven't done this or that or anything else. You're still in the evaluation phase, aren't you? Yeah, I think so. And I I think... You know, I think the, I, I mean, I understand when, when fans talk about it, but uh, I think it's very important, and I think their expectation should be too for us to to, to make sure that, that we do evaluate our guys. And, you know, we've just seen our guys on video and, and talked to them, but for this coaching staff, we have to kind of get, you know, on the ground with them in spring training and, and see how they are. And, and I think the one, you know, thing that we can't discount is there's some good players here. You know, and uh, we got a good young core, and uh, that's exciting to me. Coming up next with Derek Shelton, uh, new threads. We'll talk about yeah, that coming up. Yeah, digging uh, those. Fi- fired up about that, and uh, I guess what's uh, your idea of uh, a good clubhouse? Because it clearly wasn't in 2019. How do you make sure some of the things that happened in 19 don't manifest in 2020? Derek, we were just talking to break. Uh, the game is just moving so fast, and you know, I'm doing some reading, and, and, you know, you hear the quantitative analysts in the game, and, and they mention that, you know, if you're playing money ball, you're getting your butt handed to you. That's a, an old way of thinking. And now, I mean, where where is the game? What, what's the, the cutting-edge thing? Is it a biomechanical sort of bent that everybody has to look at things? Uh, it, it's really fascinating how the technology and the science has just kind of infiltrated this game and... I don't want to say strangled it, but it's made your job interesting. Well, yeah, I think it's made all coaches' jobs interesting. I, I think the one thing that that's important for for any person in any workspace is the ability to learn and grow. And I think as coaches, we have to continue to do that with this with the the way the game is is changing and transforming. But I think the big thing about it is is its use of information. And regardless of what business you're in. You need to use the best information possible, and it's just our game is changing that there is more information available, and then we have to kind of, you know, dilute it, for lack of a better word, to make sure that what we get to the players is the most important thing. As a coach, you're also dealing with players that have individual coaches. Yeah. You know, they go to the off season, right, and they have this guy, that guy, this person, that person. They're using this information. How do you keep it all together? 
Well, I think it comes down to communication in you know in this specific field, whether it's with the, in the pitching group or it's in the hitting group or whoever they go to, and, and being able to communicate not only with the player but uh, also with the instructor. And I think coaches in today's game have to realize that you know they're not the only ones that have their hands on the players, and so they have to be open to different discussions, just like the, the player has to be open to you know what each coach has to offer. So uh, any idea what the next thing is? Is, is it going to be weighted balls in a uh, factory in, in Washington? <laughs> is it, I mean, because think about it. Five years ago, we would have scoffed at that. You're, wait a second. You're going to throw heavy bags and baseballs up against a, a brick wall, essentially. And I'm talking about a facility, and, and, right. and real seam heads know they, they're talking. It's called driveline baseball. But now you, you have some sectors of the game that, that swear by it, but other people say, no way. I mean, that's there's so many people pulling in so many different directions to try to get get an edge. Is my point right? And I and I think the one thing that we have to we have to identify as coaches and as organizations, we have to identify individually for each player what works. And you know, players have to be open, and I think players are probably more open than they've ever been to to using different modalities. But we have to be very smart about how things work and how they go and what's going to do it. Because you can't just go with a trend and, and which way the wind blows because that could be dangerous once you, oh, let's go down this rabbit hole, let's go down that rabbit hole, and then all of a sudden you have no identity or, or no structure to an organizational philosophy. Right, and, and that organizational philosophy to some extent is going to be a little fluid because the game is changing and technology is changing, so you have to be able to, you have to, be able to adapt and adjust. But again, it comes down to what's going to work for the individual player. So uh, as you kind of wrap your arms around what you've got here overall what do you think works with your team do you have a uh, a feel as to the personalities inside your clubhouse and do you have a pretty good grasp on things I think I'm working towards that grasp and I, I honestly I don't think I'm fully going to have that grasp until I spend you know time with them I've talked to all of them on the phone I've, I you know continue to text with them but until we get you know down in Bradenton and get on the field and are able to interact with each other, I'll have a better feel. I think the one thing that is exciting about this group is when you talk to them, they're a pretty close-knit group together. And, uh, you know, there's definitely some bonds that are pretty strong. And when you have things like that, it it makes it easier when you're building relationships. So uh, relationships are are great. Um, The bond is strong. Do you have enough leaders in there to weather storms maybe a little bit better than they did in 2019. Yeah, well, I think specifically to 2019, number one, I wasn't here, sure. so it's not fair to comment on. And I think it's my job and our coaching staff's job to, to, build, to build relationships and build trust within our group. So, uh, you know, we avoid situations. And I, I think one of the things that we'll do at the beginning, at, at the onset of of the season in spring training is probably over communicate and we're going to take feedback and we're going to talk to guys but uh building those relationships and building that trust is going to be the foundation for how it's all uh going who do you see as maybe natural leaders or somebody that could take this team forward anybody that kind of jumps out at you Derek? well yeah i mean i think there's a few guys and i and i don't know if it's even fair to to comment on just because of the fact it's kind of an initial assessment and you know talking to you know talking to some of the other players you can see who they kind of look to or who they feed to or when you ask them 
questions about situations or how we want to do things, and they kind of defer to some of their teammates. So I, I think I have, you know, a general assessment of that, but uh, I, I'd like to see before, you know, you actually talk about it, how it plays out. Yep, no doubt. As Derek Shelton is with us here live at Pirate Fest 2020. Uh, objectives here moving forward after this weekend, Monday, what's on your agenda? Well, Monday I'll still be here. Tuesday I'll still be here. I, I have a couple other uh, events that I need to do in the community. Sure. And uh, and Ben and I have some a couple meetings that we we need to have. But uh, after that, get back to Florida. You know, I, I live about 30 minutes from Bradenton, so it's an easy. So I'll be down there a couple times, and then you know we're only two weeks away or from starting. And you know I know we'll have guys start to get down there the first week of February. So the sooner we get down there, the better it's going to be, and the more exciting it's going to be. Yeah. What's on What's on the list? What do you What do you have going on? Just specifically? Just, yeah. Yeah. I'm just no, nothing specific. I mean, spring training's got to get finalized. Donnie's working on spring training, and yep. uh, you know, we we need to get that schedule completely done. And I think we're really close, and he's done a really good job with it. But that would be the first thing. Catching position, uh, Luke Maley. What do you know about him? Uh, did, where, did you cross? Yeah, we've crossed in, a lot. Uh, I was going to say in Toronto. We've, so that no, that no, no. We crossed in Tampa too. Oh, okay. I've known Luke for a long time. Good okay. kid, really can catch. So yeah, excited that we were able to add him on. But yeah, I've known him for a long time. What are Pirate fans not looking at when they dive into some of Luke's numbers, and where is his value? Well, his value is. Uh, the way he catches, the way he handles the pitching staff, uh, his ability to, to take information in, to call a game. Uh, he's an elite framer, which is ex- something that, you know, I think organizationally we feel very strong on with the catching group we have of, of being able to, to catch the ball, catch strikes, put the ball in the strike zone. So you're going to see a lot of good things out of him that way. He's going to be important to our success, isn't he? Yeah, I think any time you have catchers, they're important to your success. I know I'm a little biased because... I did catch, but uh, I think catchers are vital because of the fact that uh, pitchers are really vital. And then when you have good catchers, it really just kind of emphasizes that. And everything kind of just runs through them. Yeah, exactly. Derek Shelton with us, Pirates manager, uh, Pirate Fest 2020. Um, You know, Starling Marte, obviously, his name is is floating out there. Um, I'm assuming you assume that you're a better team with him as your center fielder. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's a common question that gets asked. And, you know, and I think the thing that's most important is we're going to go with the guys we have. And, you know, as of right now, you know, he's on our club just like there's other guys on our club. And we're planning on starting spring training with him. And that's how it will be. Yep, no doubt. Uh, Looking at uh, one guy that we'll see how he develops and what the – how the circumstances work out. But have you had a chance (laughs) – to put eyes on Kib Brian Hayes, I mean, I'll, probably not in person, but just uh, on film and everything that you've dug into defensively. Uh, you know, I'll be talking a little bit later to some other people about him. I just want to kind of wrap up exactly how special he can be as a defender. As a defender, he's extremely special, yeah. and that's coming off not only talking to people, but you know, watching him on video. Had a chance to be on a caravan event with him one day. He's a really impressive young kid, just the way he handles himself. Uh, very smart. You know, he's got a good head on his shoulders. It's it's very obvious. So I'm excited to watch him play. You know, anytime you, you get a you get a person of, of that caliber, and especially that caliber defender, I'm excited to get in spring training and watch him. As far as uh, 
bullpen is concerned, I, I know you're probably working with Ben to try to kind of figure out how everything is, is going to shake out as far as depth is concerned. And, and, and you'll be putting a plan in that might be fluid through spring training. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's definitely fair to say. I, you know, I, I think it goes with, with, especially with our bullpen, but with all groups, it's more watching them. You know, I've seen the things they do on video. We've talked about, you know, their general metrics of, of how they pitch, but watching them throw. You know, there, there's some good arms, especially at the back end of the bullpen, that I'm excited to, to see in person. So as you work with Ben Sherrington over the last eight weeks or so, or however long it's been, what's your big takeaway uh, with how things have gone in the day-to-day -day with Ben? Well, number one, he's really smart, you know, and, and number two, he's a really good listener. And, and I think, you know, those are probably some of his, his greatest strengths, and he makes really smart decisions. And, you know, I think you said earlier we haven't done – you know anything outwardly there's been a lot of work that's been done internally and there's a lot of work that that not only needs to happen at the major league level but you know in our scouting department and our development and those are the things that, that we're working on on a daily basis but you know we are talking about a guy that's led a team to a world series and his rebuilt development situation so he's the right man to be at the helm of this and uh confidently i can say there's a lot of stuff that is going on that maybe it doesn't outwardly look you know as much because they're not big splash things but uh it, it's been it's been a good off season could you give me an example <laughs> i could but i won't okay well, I'm just, <laughs> no, you know. no i think uh, just being you know we were again like we were last week we were in bradenton and we had the staff but not only was ben down there doing that but our, i mean we had amateur scouts and we had a hitting camp going on in the minor leagues development wise so when you're building an, an organization and you're trying to, to supplement a major league club, there's a lot of factors that go into it. And I think one of the things that, that Ben kind of lives and dies by is we're going to get better every day. And we're going to try to make our major league club better, not only for 2020, but for 2021, 22. I mean, we want to be a sustainable organization. And, and that, you know, at times can take time in different areas. And I think he's doing a good job in focusing on that. It's going to be fun to watch how, how it all unfolds and, and how the climb progresses because it's, I think, a pretty exciting time. Derek, would you agree to be a Pirate fan to kind of see how this all blossoms and evolves? Everything that you're talking about, it's going to come out yeah. eventually. Yeah, very much so, and I, I think it is. I mean, it's going to go, and, and, and we're exciting. So very excited about to be here at this time, to, to build it, to let it grow, and then, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Derek? Thank you. Great meeting you and continued success here uh, down the stretch. We'll be catching up soon. All right. Appreciate you having me on. All right. There he is. Uh, that's Derek Shelton, the new Pirates manager. Uh